Hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Eric Johnson, and this is the Burley Flow Podcast. Every week, I post a story from up here in Burley Flow, Wisconsin, a small town on the banks of the Mississippi River where nothing much happens, just enough to keep us busy. Today we're going to talk about a guy named Bobber Lawrence, but before we do, please consider subscribing to the podcast. That way, if you like what you hear, you'll never miss an installment. And when we're finished, if you haven't already, check out the website at burleyflow.com, where you'll find a bunch more stuff about Burley Flow and links to even more. Oh, and before I forget, thanks for being here. Barbara Lawrence is one of those guys who never looks at home, even though, with the exception of two years in the Army, they say he's never been anywhere else. I mean, they're shopping in Dubuque every now and then, and the occasional trip to Prairie if he needs his Johnson looked at, and every couple of years he'll take his outboard in for a tune-up, but for the most part, this is a guy who's tough to separate from the town. Because he never quite looks at home, he tends to make people nervous. They're still friendly, and the guys at the prop wash always greet him when he comes in for his morning coffee, but I've noticed they never invite him to join them. They don't invite me either, and I don't expect them to, but when you've seen the same guys every day for 60-some years, I imagine it kind of hangs there. I don't really have an assigned seat like the guys, who take the big round table in the middle and whatever other tables they need for the overflow, but I do tend to stop most mornings since it's more or less on my walking route. Not that there's all that many walking routes that wouldn't eventually take you by the prop wash, more or less. But for me, it's an easy little add-on. Across the tracks and then up past the river park. If it sounds like there's going to be a train, I'll adjust my route and have my mail with me to read when I stop. Otherwise, I usually stop by the post office after coffee. Either way, the day's mail won't have arrived yet, but that's okay. Yesterday's will be there, and that's recent enough most of the time. I have a post office box because I was told I needed one. I'm not sure why, but no one on my side of Whitaker Street gets to have a mailbox. Someday I'm sure I'll learn the reason, but I'm in no hurry. I like for certain mysteries to unfold naturally instead of being volleyed back as an answer to a question. It gives me something to look forward to. Off-season or midweek, I might take one of the smaller tables by the window if the mood hits, but mostly I sit at the counter, which is low like an old-fashioned lunch counter, with rotating stools that are bolted to the floor. The place has been there since the very early 50s, and about the only thing that's changed is the fact that these stools have been rebolted back from the counter just a bit to accommodate the expanding waistlines of the customer base, many of whom were starting to feel a little cramped. Unfortunately for Bobber Lawrence, it means he now sits a little too far away and therefore has to lean forward quite a bit to reach the counter, making him look a little like one of those old drinking bird toys and giving a whole new, unintended meaning to the name Bobber. Despite this, Bobber Lawrence will frequently forego the comfort of a table, where he can adjust his distance precisely to his liking, to sit by me at the counter. 
companionship isn't always a comfortable choice. If you're wondering why someone skinny enough to be compared to a drinking bird toy got to be called Bobber, you're missing the joke. The thing is, irony aside, he actually is shaped like a bobber, just not the conventional kind. In fact, there are any number of different shaped bobbers, most with a corresponding body type. In Bobber Lawrence's case, it's a pencil bobber that he most resembles, which is built thin to give as little resistance as possible when a fish starts to swim away with the bait. They're also pretty tough to see, which might be part of the reason why Bobber Lawrence is so often ignored. It can be easy to miss him if you're not looking for him, and Barbara Lawrence isn't really somebody you ever think to look for. Like most folks I know in Burley Flow, I've never really had a serious conversation with him. I know he's got a wife named Bee, a dog named Jezebel, and I know that he worked at the milk processing plant over in Snowpatch for 30 years. I know he drives an old Ford Taurus with a cracked bumper, is a member of the Park Preservation Committee and takes tickets, but doesn't work the grill, at the Lions Club Bratfest every year. I know he likes great blue herons, despises jet skis, and thinks catch and release is not just elitist, but possibly subversive. I know he keeps a flask of Kessler in his tackle box, prefers grape jelly to strawberry if the toast is wheat, but butter if it's white. But when it comes right down to it, I don't know anything about him and I imagine he knows even less about me. That's kind of the way it goes around here. Unlike, say, the South, where people are aggressively friendly but seldom warm, people here tend to warm up to you first, then get to know you over the next couple of decades. Most of what you know about people, you have no idea how you learned, which is kind of funny in Barbara Lawrence's case, since he constantly looks on the brink of confession. Even the daily weather-river-gas conversation looks like it's going to be juicy, but never is. Foggy this morning. Yep, river's down. I saw that. Gas isn't budging, though. That's for sure. You can end up having a variation of this same conversation with five or six people a day, every day, until the channel freezes over. Then, the bit about the river level is replaced by an opinion about the wind, whether it's down and therefore things could be worse, or whether it's up and therefore things wouldn't be so bad without it. I imagine this ritual might seem pointless to an outsider, but you'd be surprised what you could learn from it. Like today, I knew Barbara Lawrence had something on his mind and that he wanted to get to it, because he was pretty much just going through the motions. And when you're just going through the motions of something that is literally just going through the motions, you've obviously got something you want to say. You don't have a wife, do you? Is what he blurted out once we'd powered our way through our discussion of gas prices. Not anymore, I said. That's what I thought, he frowned. Who checks you for ticks? Over the years I've been divorced, I suppose I've weighed the pros and cons of it all a few times, but I've got to say I've never thought to add tick vulnerability to the ledger. Not that it's not a valid concern, it's just not something that really factors into my day-to-day. -day. I don't have a dog, I pretty much stay to the sidewalk when I walk, and I don't typically find myself too deep in the woods. I guess I'm on my own with that, I admitted. He frowned again and shook his head. You need to find yourself a woman, he said. The almanac says it's going to be a lousy year for ticks. That was it. 
That was what he was waiting to say. And with it said, he went back to drinking his coffee and looking uncomfortable, as if he hadn't said a thing. Given Bobber Lawrence's perpetual awkwardness, it would be easy to chalk this up to Bobber being Bobber, but I don't think so. I think it has more to do with the guys behind us and the fact that he knows he's got a spot at the counter with me when he wants it. Because if we've learned anything from Weather River Gas, is that we don't always have to say the words to say the thing. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks again for stopping by, and when you get a chance, don't forget to check out the website at burlyflow.com. There's some cool stuff there that I think you'll like. Thanks again. We'll catch you later.